Welcome to another episode of Nerds Amalgamated. I'm the DJ, and with me today, I have the Professor. Hello. So, how's it going, Professor? All right. I, my escape room that I've been hyping up for the last couple of weeks was a bit of a flop, because I the night before, I burnt out the SD card on my control board, and I was too dumb to keep a backup. <laughs> you said that the last week, so you didn't fix it did ever I? since? Yeah, yeah, you did. I was just going to say, and you pick on me for being old. <laughs> like, seriously. That's, that's a Ronald Reagan moment right there. Hey, at least I don't actually remember Ronald Reagan. Oh. Not, not my fault that you're not intelligent enough to have learnt. <laughs> uh, the guy doing the doing the qui- the quips is our another our panelist Puck. Puck or Buck? Buck. <laughs> oh, okay, thanks. I was going to be worried. I thought you might have had somebody else there because it sounded like you were saying Puck. Oh, I, I think you... I might have mistakenly said Puck, but yeah, I think oh. I saved that moment. <laughs> I know you. No, I know you always keep puckering up for a kiss with any man in tight leather pants. <laughs> oh, really? That's... I don't know about men in tight, tight little pants, but... Like, if Robin Hood men in tights had just been Russell Crowe playing every character... Oh, my God. Again with the yeah. Russell Crowe. Yeah. <laughs> hey. There's a reason why when um, Russell Crowe comes to Queensland, he has a semi-trailer full of phones with him. He, just in case the DJ comes nearby. He's got something <laughs> to defend himself with. Wow. <laughs> If Russell Crowe was at Supernova, we'd be buying you a ticket. Oh, thanks, guys. I feel so honored <laughs> for the ticket for buying me a ticket. But I'm not sure about the Russell Crowe angle. But okay. Well, oh. I just don't believe in getting in the way of true love. <laughs> I don't like Russell Crowe. <laughs> That's not what you, you you didn't say that the other week. All I said. <laughs> You, all right, all right. you went on about him. <laughs> all right, all right. All right. Let, and way get... back in our pilot episode, even. <laughs> all right. All right. Let, uh, the pilot episode, wasn't that with, he was talking about Daniel Day-Lewis with the dreamy eyes? <laughs> and Russell Crowe. I swear it was Daniel Day-Lewis, but I didn't know it was Russell Crowe. I think you've got you, them. You, no, you went on about Russell Crowe as well another time. <laughs> Might have been in a meeting or over lunch or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> oh, let, let, let's get the show on the road, guys. So we've got we got an interesting show for you today. So we've got uh, ten cent games talking about their steps in limiting playtime for children. Uh, Deadwood the movie and tractor beams. So, Professor, you've got the uh, ten cent. You've got the story about the ten cent games. Yep, Tencent Games is bringing in game time limits using police databases and facial recognition to stop kids from playing too many games. Wow. Yeah, I can see that working really well. <laughs> How long before people were buying like silicon masks so that they can disguise themselves and fool the facial scanner? Um, well, here's the thing I have the biggest concern with. One... How are they doing police doing ID checks through police databases? Um, well, that implies that every available. kid has 
an entry in the police database. What? What? How is Tencent getting access to it? And um, no, the police shouldn't actually have a database with ID photos of every child, especially in Australia. That's actually an invasion of privacy in China at the moment. Well, yeah, it's just it's stupid. How? Why is a corporation getting access to what should be a secure database? Does anyone remember Equifax? Sorry, what, what? was that? Equifax, uh, the um, the credit check company or whatever it is in America, who got hacked and uh, everyone's data was stolen a year or so ago. Oh yeah, I think I heard about uh, Equifax. Yeah, I think I heard a story about that. No, there's that many companies in America getting hacked and losing data. It's not funny. And I entirely expect that to happen with the uh, the My Health. Uh, what is it called? The My Health Network. Yeah, you mean, that, um, yeah, yeah, My Health. Yeah, the Australian government's rolling out. Yeah, I've already opted out of that. Me too. I don't trust our government to do cybersecurity. I don't trust our government to be able to figure out how to cross the road on their own, let alone put <laughs> our information online. Yes, that's why they moved the um, Parliament House from that old one into the into the hill, because there's no roads on the hill. Mm. So it's it serves as an effective containment measure for politicians. It does. They can't leave the hill because there's a road all the way around it. Yeah. I it's just a- thought it was more like because of the um, insect nature of their behaviour. They have, a, they have a hive mind and can't really think for themselves. It's just somebody else operating them as puppets. No, they're underground, so they're obviously mole people. <laughs> termites are underground. These have termites are probably working harder than what politicians do. Uh, anyways, wombats. guys. Wombats. There you go. They sleep all, sleep all day and do not much else at night. But wombats anyway. are cute. Anyways, guys, I think we're straying off the topic here, but... um. How are they gonna? But then, even if a f- person like fakes his age on the um on the game site, how are they go- how are the Chinese government gonna figure it out? Like, oh, this guy faked his faked his age. We got we we can f- we can track him down. Well, they haven't said there's gonna be any punishment for circumventing that. Mm-hmm. I and expected... I think it's the reason why they're going to be using um police ID checks. So yeah, they're going to use like fingerprint scanning, logging stuff. Yeah, mind you, this is um. All of these measures are to curb addiction and promote healthy habits. Uh huh. There's only one problem with this, though, is like it's one hour for the under 12 crowd and two hours for the 13 to 18. There goes 50% of their market in China. The number of times I've played some online game with a 12 year old Chinese kid. Oh, <laughs> yes. Yes, please, Tencent. Do it. Get rid of the 12 year old Chinese kids. <laughs> I- it's just it's just ridiculous. Like you got they. I was playing Deceit earlier on the the other day, and they were just there was three of them, three little kids in there, and like literally from their voices, it sounded like they were eight, and they spent most of the game talking to each other. I don't know what language it was, but I couldn't understand what they were saying. That they were on an English server, and it looked like um, Mandarin characters for the names that they had. And everyone else was yelling at them, speak English or get lost, you scum, by the end of it. Like, literally, they got voted out because they just wouldn't speak English. <laughs> so everyone, everyone just accused them of cheating and just shot them. Turned out that apparently that two of them were the infected. So <laughs> That worked out well. It did. But, yeah. 
this article in its in essence reminds me of um I don't know whether you guys read the read a couple of months back of how the BBC were reporting on Fortnite and how kids should be limit playing for should limit playing Fortnite. Ooh. Wow, the same news article we've heard for the last twenty years. <laughs> Well, like I said, it's interesting, though, how they were saying, like, oh, yeah, we got to limit kids from playing video games and we should um, they should play outside. But, yeah. I hate to break it to you, but my mum was telling me that when I was a kid, instead of playing games or watching TV, go outside and play. And if you, and seriously, if you, next time you mention Fortnite, I'm going to come around there and I'm going to unplug your microphone. <laughs> I've never heard someone who speaks about a game so much but has never even played the freaking I've never even played the freaking thing, but it's just so <laughs> effective. <laughs> oh. Love DJ. You're banned from mentioning those words. And um but here's an interesting thing about Tencent Games though. This is the same company as well. Let's put into perspective. That is is getting sued by PUBG. Uh they were being sued by PUBG. Now was suing PUBG. It was all a mess. Tencent games, and it's really not hard to get involved with um, Tencent if you're going to China. They're basically the biggest public, like Western-facing game developer or publisher in China, mm-hmm. because China has a rule that if you want to publish your game there, you have to have it through a company that has X percent Chinese ownership. And the easy way to do that is to contract Tencent. Except the only problem with that is they steal all the intellectual property yeah. and produce under their own label. And go, we're not breaching copyright. We don't have copyright. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's where the whole like Chinese security comes in then. The whole verif- checking ID and limiting game times. That's where the controls would come into. Uh, it's, a, it's a good idea. But the whole approach to how it's being done is kind of irrational and raises so many questions about censorship and personal ID security and so forth and privacy. Yeah. Like the whole, every, every aspect of what this is proposing is so anti everything that pretty much every other West or the Western countries that they, these guys need to deal with are standing for. So it's like, this is going to be a major negative impact on their relationships because if this is what Tencent is proposing as part of their system in China and it's going to raise so many other questions about the security of customers for every other game that's operating through Tencent because if they've got such a strong relationship with the police that they're accessing police databases, the information flows two directions. I can't wait to hear about someone who got busted, like some criminal who's in hiding, who gets picked up because he wanted to play a game of Candy Crush. <laughs> yeah, it'd be, it'd be the grandmas. It'd be the, it'd be the grandma mafia. <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't laugh. The grandma mafia is real and they take no prisoners. Well, what is this, Hell's Pensioners born, <laughs> born to be wild? No, 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 seriously. Um... You go, you go, pick a get in trouble and pick an argument with one one grandma. You watch how quickly word spreads amongst all of them, man. 
Uh, like, seriously. Especially in the nursing homes where only have time to talk. Like, old ladies talk to each other more than the whales. Like, it's the fastest communications network in the world. You tell one grandma within 24 hours, every grandma in the world knows it. I, can, I, I would bet my life on it. Okay. Like, because every, every grandma talks to at least four others per hour. Like, the, you, you watch them when, they get, when they're in the shops, man. Like, they, they talk to each other. It's almost like telepathic, even. Like, and they don't, they don't even... even do it in English. If you want to know that, <laughs> check out the subreddit. Uh, check out old people Facebook on, on Reddit. Oh, my God. There is, a, is there a. Th- yes. For our listeners, we'll put we'll post this link on um, the show notes so you can have you can have a marvel at it. <laughs> but yeah, still man. trying to learn the language. <laughs> I have no idea what's going on there, and it looks like I've actually got the uh, the name of it wrong. So I'll work that out. Oh, by the way, guys, it was um, it's not tense. Um, technically, PUBG didn't was didn't file a lawsuit against Tencent Games. It was um, Epic Games in Korea, who interestingly. Forty uh, percent of that company is owned by Tencent Holdings, so technically it's owned by them, but it's not owned by them. So really, so it is them, but it's not them. It is yeah. them, but it's not them. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm interested to see how they. Oh. It's uh, old people Facebook. Hey, I am they... I? Am I in there? <laughs> no. no. Oh my! Some God. of the things the DJ says would fit there better than the things you say. Uh, thank really? you. <laughs> I'm still really? young and hip. <laughs> Just don't break that hip. Um, I'm sure yeah, Bucky drinks his milk, humor. has his calcium. And we were having so much fun. But uh, but could you see this happen in a, in a Western country like America or Australia or England? Could I, you see it, this step? No. No? No. I could see um, companies putting in a uh, time limit feature but it wouldn't be linked to <clears throat> police databases or anything. It would just be linked to your account. So if you want to play XX420 Blaze at XX on, like, you want to log into that account and play COD, I reckon there will probably be a feature where your parents can put in no games between this hour and this hour. But well, it's already going to be linked to John Smith, who lives at number 10. Well, they already have features like that with um, parental controls for the TV and PlayStation and Xbox and all that. Yeah. So, yeah, literally, there's all that sort of stuff. Um, As for the, with the police, link, like, network stuff, um, I'm just going to try and find it. There was a Victorian um, minister who threatened to sue the federal government for breach of um, privacy we saw that when they were talking about storing metadata and they were bringing in all the bits and pieces for that when they back be about six or seven years ago now um, he, he actually I think it was the um, attorney general or something even um, yeah they had federal politicians had their parliamentary stuff happening and he was one of the people who had to appear before it to address it, and he threatened to sue them because it was unconstitutional and an invasion of privacy for storing metadata. So just because of the simple fact that we got some, such angst between the different political parties and the different levels of government, 
anyone trying to bring in something like this would face massive repercussions and massive backlash. Like there was there was a proposal for an ID card in Australia back in the mid to late eighties, and there was such a massive uprising, and it was going to be like you have your, it would be an ID card, and you'd have to be fingerprinted and DNA tested as part of it, and all that sort of stuff. And that went, yeah, that was there was a massive protest against that. So okay, as there should be. But yeah, um, so fi- so final thoughts. So Buck, you've got your so your final thoughts is basically it won't happen in Australia because it will just be a. It's not going to happen in almost any like any Western country at the moment is not likely to have it happen because every... two inch red tape. Well, it's not not the red tape. It's just it's fundamentally against privacy, and it's just when we're not that we don't operate that way. Like the American federal government stores all your data, but they're not like they don't like to share it out. Okay. Like I know the NSA is listening to this, and Hello. listening out for us making threats about whatever. But yeah, like honestly, it's just totally alien to how we operate even like a lot of asian countries anything like this just wouldn't work like i know country like sync people in singapore and malaysia that anything like this like any links between private corporations and the police are scrutinized so so much and it's just anything that's iffy start like there's just massive attacks against it i know what about you professor what's your final thoughts on this one it's one of the dumbest things I've ever heard. I can't wait to see it get abused. <laughs> I can't wait to see someone hack into the police databases, and I can't wait to see someone get arrested because they were playing games. Yeah, that's that's fair. I think the question it comes down to is accountability and who's like who's too much power. It'd be too much power just to monitor all the kids playing anyway. So it's just a breach of privacy. Like yeah. I agree with you there too. Once they get access to that sort of information, where does it stop? And then you got the other, all the other outflow, backflow of information about personal financial matters and location and so forth. And it's just, yeah. That's true. All um, right. Um, it was the Victorian Privacy Commissioner back in 2011 okay. that threatened to sue the uh, federal government. Yeah, just um, drop the link onto the show notes, and yeah. I haven't actually got a link. I've just got the doc. Oh, okay, fair enough. Okay, um, so shall we go to the next topic, fellas? Who's um, running the show? I don't know. Should we? Do, do, should, do, do you want to? I do want to. Um, anyway, so so for our next topic, um, so we after so many years, we are finally getting a Deadwood movie. A TV movie of Deadwood, finally. Oh man! And um, how long has it been since they cancelled that show? Wasn't like uh, Deadwood was twenty. Um, I was going to say be about twenty thirteen or twenty twelve. Oh, so it was that recent. Yeah, two thousand and six. Huh? Yeah, it went from two thousand four to two thousand six. Okay. I remember so, watching it just before I was studying uni. Uh, might have been on the DVDs. I swear I've seen it more recently. Maybe it was just reruns. Hmm. I was going to say uh started in 2008. 
Yeah, they didn't. They they showed them. They they showed that series in two thousand six, but they only came out to to like our local TV stations around two thousand and seven, two thousand eight around that time. That's probably weird. why. Yeah, I think there was just too much censorship in. No, it's not censorship. It's just really shitty, shitty um, TV policies. Yeah, luckily I mean, we the... had piracy to put force them to <laughs> have reasonable expectations about getting shows to Australia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the whole reason why now they're like it's on the same day as wherever else it is. <laughs> Finally, yeah, yeah. So yeah, so it's confirmed uh, as officially in the works back in July. It's taken all the time to reunite the lion's share of the cast who have been busy on other projects. So yeah, so the script has been so the script has been written, <coughs> and we'll see the characters set um, ten years after. We set after ten years to celebrate South Dakota's statehood. And speaking of westerns that um, they should bring back, I'm sure you know what I'm going to say. No, no. Firefly. <laughs> that's not a western. That's a sci-fi. <laughs> it's a sci-fi western. <laughs> it's a western, but they're on a spaceship. That's it's legitimately a what it is. It's a, it's a western on a whole better level. It's better than a western. Because in Western yeah. movies, how many West do you have? You have one West. But in Firefly, how many planets are there? And all of those planets have a West. And they have spaceships. I swear by my pretty bonnet, if you stuff this up, I'll wind you. <laughs> I, I, I'm just saying, man, like, I, 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 like as much as I like Firefly, I, I just like Deadwood a lot more because it's... Where's the band button? You like it because it's got nudity, don't you? Perfect. <laughs> No, it's more of the uh, high noon shootouts and the guns. There were high noon shootouts in Firefly? I don't remember any high noon shootouts in um, Deadwood. Wait, there were, I swear there was. Huh. There was lots of fights. Yeah. And plus, it's Ian McShane. What can I say? It's Ian McShane. Oh, we can't use his lines from um, Deadwood on here. We might get in trouble. <laughs> yeah, Zane, Zane will come and tell us to cut it down. <laughs> But uh, what do you guys think? Zane. So, but what do you guys think though? A, a dead um, TV movie of Deadwood after all these years? I don't want a TV movie. I want a proper movie that's on at the cinemas. I want, well, Ian, yeah. I want Ian McShane up there in all his glory, telling us all the lines that everyone who's watched it knows that I want to say. Yeah, TV but, movies are just a bit of a cop out. Yeah, but if you look at it nowadays, like Netflix are doing all these TV movies these days, and they're doing very well. Like, what was the last TV movie? Um, Bright, in, with um, Will Smith involved. And that went really well. People were criticising that harder than Rotten Tomatoes could. <laughs> yeah, the the critics were harsh on it, but the audiences were just saying, like, yeah, it's a good movie, yeah, yeah. You're the only person I've heard saying something positive about it. Well, I, I, I haven't, like, uh, full disclosure, I haven't seen the movie in its entirety. I've only seen the trailers for it, and I thought I thought it looked cool with Will Smith as with Will Smith in it. So and there we there we have the trifecta. Jesus Christ! <laughs> no, no, he wasn't in it. <laughs> but uh, uh, but the point I'm trying to make is that you've got Netflix doing um, TV movies and release, and they the, maybe in, in the future they could come into um, the Academy Awards. As as a proper as a proper avenue like best TV movie awards. 
don't they already have that? They've got so many awards that happen for the Academy Awards that aren't actually televised. It's literally like three or four days of awards. Yeah. Um, like they have they have an award for <coughs> the special effects stuntmen and every, like all these different bits and pieces that don't appear in the, the major telecast. Because then it would take, as you said, four days and people would die of boredom by the end of it. <laughs> kind of like we do already just with the television stuff that's already showing up. Yeah. But, um, speak, but then... There was uh, an ad break on last night. I had enough time to go to work and come home and still get the end of the show. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like days of our lives. When my mum my was in hospital giving birth to my oldest brother, there was a lady who was going into the next room. She went back 18 months later to have my other brother. And apparently the lady was just coming back. <laughs> and still watching Days of Our Lives? No, no, no. This was in Days of Our Lives. Oh, right. <laughs> still not as long running as the British show, though. The one that's got, like, 20 seasons of radio show and then it's still running as a TV show. You mean Coronation Street? No, it's not Coronation Street. It's one of the other ones. And don't 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 knock Coronation Street. You get get all kinds of crazy people coming out of the woodworks with Coronation Street. <laughs> but uh, in that okay, but I think we're diverting off from the topic here. But what's interesting is how after this announcement, a lot of other um, TV series are announcing their TV movies as well. Like we had recently, um, Breaking Bad to that um, that announced today. Um, they're gonna they're gonna do a movie of their own. Yeah, I wonder what's caused it, because Better Call Saul is still going on, and that's a prequel, but this is going to be a follow-up to the uh, the main series. Wait, so wait, so who are they, who are they going to... Uh, which story are they, are they going to use, though, for the series? This is Jesse. Ah. Well, what about so Jesse's, what, what about Jesse's girl? <laughs> She's dead. <laughs> I, I see what you did there, Buck. I see what you did there. <laughs> and so did everyone else who you didn't need to point it out to. <laughs> That's mm. like Buck saying, the sky is blue, and you go, ah, 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 I see that. <laughs> hey, come on, don't pick on Captain Obvious. That's his superpower. <laughs> but, yeah, the, um, one, one of the movies that they announced as well, besides um, Breaking Bad that just came out. Um... Walking Dead. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. They, not they that do anyone have... I know still watches that. Ah, <laughs> oh, it, but... it, it's not even The Walking Dead anymore, isn't it? Called The Fear of the Walking Dead or something now. No, that's a um, sequel a series. Uh, isn't it more of a prequel? I think it is a prequel. Or at least it started off as one. Like the um, I don't watch it myself, but uh, doesn't The Walking Dead start with that guy waking up in hospital or something? I never actually watched it. Okay, so I just picked it up from the memes. So, Fear of the Walking Dead, guys. It's a companion series and a prequel series to The Walking Dead. <sighs> yeah, uh, that you want says it all. <laughs> just yeah, I was actually well, wide awake before you started. The title tells you how you should feel about if someone was going to sit you down with those hooks from um, The Clockwork Orange and make you watch it. <laughs> yep. So like, how I was you... excited when you, when you mentioned the mentioned Deadwood the movie. I was yep, cool. And now you're talking about The Walking Dead and other TV movies. Like, 
how dare you talk about it in the same like same section and compare them like that's just that's just wrong well well, it is like i said that there are live tv movies gonna be coming up pretty soon so do we have any others uh well let's see now and they they better be good ones now come on we want something good super mario that's not a TV movie follow-up like we've been talking about, though. That's 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 not going to be as bad as the last Mario Brothers movie. That well, movie that... is a horrible masterpiece. That's <laughs> I reckon that was how when how Justin Bieber was created. His mother was watching that. <laughs> like, what's the other one? Um, I don't know whether you guys are familiar with the show. Um, Steven Universe, for example, they're releasing a TV movie of their own as well. Hey, I have a universe. <laughs> I wish you had a universe. That'd be fun. Um, no, Steven Universe, um, it's an, anime, an, an animated TV show. They're, bring, they're bringing out their own uh, TV movie as well. I think theirs is coming out next year as well. So 2019 is going to be interesting with a lot of TV movies. I wonder if... Uh... There's always lots of TV movies, but are they going to be good ones? Well, I wonder if there's a reason there's so many TV movies. Like, uh, regular movies not holding up, like, profitable anymore. I don't know. Star Wars and all that would be making money at the box office. And causing so much controversy. Well, butthurt fanboys have to be butthurt fanboys about something. Well, there is the Marvel Well, there is the Marvel movies. Who's always yes, the, uh, the same movie over and over again. <laughs> As I said, butthurt fanboys have to be butthurt fanboys about something. <laughs> <laughs> oh seriously anyway, get out of here you hippie get, Mar- get Marvel, Marvel's approach to movies is let's just make as many as we can to make as much money as, as much money as we can before people realise how stupid and redundant most of them they kill characters off to bring them back so even though they killed half of the universe in the last movie everyone will be back in the next one yeah, yeah they're not brave enough to actually finish the job they don't have any follow-through. Uh, but I did find out just now looking for other TV movies that are coming out soon. Uh, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. We spoke about this, 2021. yeah. Yeah, we spoke about this. Did we have the date in it? No. Nah. Well, um, now they've picked the date 2021. And well done on the pronunciation, by the way. Better than the DJ during a um, rehearsal. <laughs> uh, yes. But um, with the whole TV movies, um, the reason why my my theory is because just for cost, it's just for cost reasons. Like like the budgets for like a, t- a proper movie would, is nowadays like hot, very high, just to make like a standard cinematic movie. And TV movies it's, are pretty cheap. Well, it's still going to be about the same cost. You still got to pay the actors and have all the bits and pieces and the studios and editing and so forth. It's just a, being released in a different format. Yeah, and plus, uh, as we were saying about Netflix, like people you're, would rather. You're the only one who's mentioned Netflix. I know, I know, I know. I I, I mentioned don't, Netflix. Don't, don't blame us for Netflix. No, one. The point I'm trying to make here is oh. that Netflix is a hero. They gave us Stranger Things <laughs> that overrides any negative behavior they could possibly have. Well, I don't know. They're enabling DJ. No, no I'm, I'm I'm saying that I'm just saying that Netflix is is a good thing. I'm saying that Netflix is a good thing, like, even though it's gonna it's gonna potentially ruin the movie industry. But 
it's the it's the next way forward. It might might not ruin it and might actually make them start operating at a more effective manner. They're already producing more content that's actually interesting to watch. Hey, yeah. that's what we need. Netflix. Netflix, Netflix, Netflix could actually pick up Firefly and run it. Or... Although then they'd cancel it after two seasons, like everything they've been doing recently. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but hey, that's, if, if they give us another two seasons, that's already 200% more than what the original people yep. did. Scumbags um, cancel it after one season. If it's um, a follow-up to uh, Serenity, it's not like they need to get all the actors back. No, we only need to get a few of them. Not that they could get her on glass back if they tried. He could be, hang on, no, no, he could be a um, hologram in the background with it. He's dead. Yeah, I know, but they could have a hologram if he's of all these sayings. Well, they could do what, um, what's that? Uh, Watch me saw. Was it John Hurt in the Star Wars movie? No, John Hurt wasn't wasn't even in a Star Wars no, movie. No, it's that other British actor, uh, Peter Cushing. I was like, I know he's played the Doctor. Oh, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. You eye Peter Cushing back into uh, Rogue One. Yep, yep. I know what you're talking about. They did the same with um, well, the first real major use of where they did something like that was with um, Jet was it not Jet Lee? Um, Bruce Lee's son, Brandon. Oh, yeah, with the crow. When he died on set during the filming of the movie, they finished it off using CGI and doubles. Hey, deep fakes. That's uh, where we need to go. We need to invest in deep fakes and convince people to use them for something that isn't pornography and get them to make new Firefly using deep fake versions of the cast. Okay, I'm solved. <laughs> Anything that gets me more Firefly, I'm. I'm in. Okay, uh, so, anyways, guys. So, back to the topic. Wow, well, DJ is having trouble keeping up with the um with the additional show notes tonight. Oh, I, I'm I'm I've had it all. I've had it all. So, I guess yeah, but I can hear Discord in, in the background going think think think. He hasn't included um Doctor Who or um Star Wars yet, though. I added the um Peter Cushing and the Crow. Yeah, but I mentioned John Hurt. John Hurt, you only mentioned it like because of, uh, because I've mentioned by... it twice now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I swear by my pretty floral bonnet. Uh, so, guys, wait, where you can find our final thoughts on this? Uh, I don't know, but I've we forgot what the topic is. <laughs> Deadwood, um, the movie. <laughs> Deadwood, the TV movie. I've seen is like it, one episode, so I'll have to catch movie? up. Pa- um, oh, sorry, I'm being mixed. I'm getting confused. Oh. So were you saying Professor? I've seen like one episode of it, so I'm going to have to catch up. Okay. Yeah, you're saying Buck? It is a TV movie. That sucks. <laughs> that's that's all I've got to say on that. Uh, we've, already, we've already flogged this off so much that people are going to think that you're the vet from the Melbourne Cup. <laughs> uh, um, so, okay. I, I, I personally think I, want, I, I would love to watch the series and then if... Um, and yeah, it'd be pretty good to see the TV movie. Hang I, on, I, you haven't even watched the TV series. Like I said, I'm gonna watch it, then I'm gonna add, and watch the movie as well but later you were, on. You, you were talking about having high noon gunfights. You've never seen it. You <laughs> thought there was high noon gunfights. I saw one specific scene from Deadwood. And that's it, and that was a, and I think that was a high noon gunfight. Maybe I might be wrong. Maybe <laughs> I might not be wrong. But 
That's like seeing a scene of Forrest Gump in boot camp and assuming it's a war movie. <laughs> or listening to us talk about um, Forrest from Pinocchio. <laughs> All right, let's get let's get let, 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 let's let's move on before we really yes you, you, you want to move on now yes please I want to move on <laughs> okay so Buck you were talking about um you, you've got a story about tractor beams yes we've been dra- I've been drawing you towards this for a while <laughs> and it, it and it proves that it works because the tractor beam works on atoms. And you've got to do that another several billion times and we can track to be a person. <laughs> well, that's it. Um, but this is only just the initial start-up. Like, someone's actually got it happening. Um, unlike in the movies, he's not using a, gr- a blue or green laser beam. It's actually um, an inf- invisible infrared light. And it's grabbing hold of atoms that are floating in a chamber that is almost completely emptied of gas. It to, I'm not sure whether they're doing it to represent the effects of outer space, but yeah, um, well, and probably they, gets rid of the interference. Well, yeah, there's lots. It's a controlled environment, but it sucks the atoms into the interior of an optical fiber, so that they can be held for longer periods of time, and t- other experiments can be conducted. So, yeah, quite a quite an interesting um, development in how. They're operating certain things. And it was originally the whole process. Oh, I've just got to try and find where it said here. I want to make sure I give them the credit for the, what they were wanting to do. Um, they were looking at storing or operating the atoms in sequence, I think it was. Um, yeah, it was intended to use the stored atoms as elements of a quantum memory. So that would be another three hours of episode if we got into discussing that and explaining it. Yep. But um, at the moment, they're using a beam and they're intending for the next stage is to operate using a cone of light. So quite quite an interesting development. And next thing we can expect is force fields. We've got lasers, we've got tractor beams. Now we need a force fields. That will be fun. That's going to be pretty cool. Oh, I'm sure you could repurpose the tractor beams into a uh, force field. Well, that's... Just load them up and fire the stuff back at it. <laughs> well, there's actually um, suggestions of using magnetic force, like magnetic um, fields, to create um, force a force barrier against certain environments. So a combination of um, magnetic resonance and atom manipulation... Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Would be quite a, would actually be able to provide a pretty solid barrier. This is so sci fi. (laughs) I like it. Well, it's like, it's, I geek out on this, I know. Um, but yeah, I, the whole concept of 
what this represents is literally the stuff of my childhood watching Star Trek and Star Wars and all the other different sci-fi stuff I used to watch as a kid. This is coming to life. This is the, the stuff of comic books from that I was reading when I was seven years of age. Like mobile phones as they are today are basically the stuff that was in a comic book when I was a kid. So having smartwatches that you can communicate with and we're now getting tractor beams, we've got laser communications. So, yeah. Now we need and to work. SpaceX, we're starting to get little spaceships we can fly around. Mm-hmm. And we've got drones that are, like, unmanned drones that are <coughs> navigating the environment. Seriously, when, um, when personal spaceships are a thing, they're all going to be named, like, Serenity or Millennium Falcon or... <laughs> People have no originality. <laughs> no. Although they use crappy names like The Hope or unity or some cringy worthy name just to make like oh we only if you name it oh no no, no 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 i know you will name it buck you see the trick is to my name would be named shiny shiny <laughs> no shiny not the shiny just shiny shiny the trick is to name it after you then you can pick up all the girls you go up to the girl and you say hey girl i named the spaceship after you <laughs> there you go. See, bit of originality. And you can't call it, and you can't call it Bodie McBoatface. Because <laughs> if you do, I'll, I'll I'll shoot you out of the sky. <laughs> Bodie McBoatface. Like, honestly, when when personal spaceships become a thing, I'm going to find who said that, and I'm going to just take them and dump them somewhere at the back of Neptune. <laughs> not far enough <clears throat> yeah but it's far enough away that the body will the frozen solid and nobody will hear them scream uh, it was done by an, uh, by the way the whole body make boat face thing was but, an online poll yeah, but yeah we all know it was a specific person you just want to find the person that's the problem captain captain obvious to the rescue <laughs> but um oh, I, w- I just want i want to see them perfect um teleportation <laughs> Well, they've That's... already got some. They're already doing teleportation of matter, but they can't. They're not. They're nowhere near being able to teleport a person because the reconstruction isn't really quite there. And there's serious problem. I will build a teleport de- the assembler, and we will throw the DJ into it, and we'll just see where it comes out. Okay. Yeah, I'm maybe not clean- I'm maybe... not cleaning up that mess. <laughs> Yeah, maybe you might open. Maybe you might inadvertently open up a portal portal to hell. Nah, that plot's already been done. <laughs> but um, yeah, like the whole like the the one of the biggest concerns with um teleportation is the personality and so forth of a person. How they get they can't because it, deconstructing the person and transmitting them electronically to be reconstructed how are they doing the entire personality and psyche of the individual it, it, see these are questions you hadn't considered and then we get stuff like the jaunt mm. Mm. Do, do you know what the jaunt is dj not really but i can look it up so it's just basically a short excursion yes read the story it's not that long Oh, no, I'm just looking at the dictionary definition, but the oh. jaunt. Oh, okay. We'll have to, we'll post that in the show notes for people. Yeah. But yeah, getting back on topic. Um, the whole with 
like we, we've I've posted a link to the um, site for the paper which is being published. It's surprising. One one of the most amazing parts about this though is the people who have done this are from the University of Adelaide, so it's Australia once again leading the world. Yeah, suck eggs and. Um, yeah, this is uh, they've got pictures of the device and it is looking remarkably cool and also kind of similar to something out of Back to the Future or so many other different sci-fi movies. I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to take over here because the DJs are moving along. Moving along. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm moving along. I'm going to move along, guys. So you're, you're moving along about as quick as the Titanic on the ocean floor. Yeah. <sighs> He agreed. He realizes he's slow. Mm-hmm. All right. Anyways, guys. So, so what, what, okay. What? So, final thoughts, what else, guys? What about this? Sci-fi is freak. Mm. Tractor beams can also be used to repulse. Oh boy! I want my uh, my jetpack that won't burn my ankles off. <laughs> uh, so okay, guys. So let's move along. So, what games have we been playing, guys? I've been playing Mafia. Oh, nice. It has been. I get to shoot people with shotguns and drive classic cars. And it's uh, in the 50s, so it's a uh, lovely reminder of the of Bucky's no, youth. No, 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 no. It's not the 50s, and I wasn't born in the 50s. <laughs> I'm not that old. It's set in the 30s. It starts in Prohibition. Do you get to sell bootleg whiskey? Yeah, well, you don't sell it, but you get to transport it and you get to fight about it. You get to drive around in the old vintage cars. That's a pretty and old game too. And you get to go steal old cars. I've got a, I've got a, a garage that's overloaded with um, lots of lovely cars, and I've got to, I'm not allowed to keep all of them. I've got to, every time I get a new one now, I've got to get one of my other ones. Bugger. It is. It's a pretty old game too. Like this game came out. 16 years ago. Wow, that's pretty long. Yeah, well, they got Mafia 2 and 3. Is, well, Mafia 3 came out. What was it, a year or A couple or two of ago? years ago. Yeah. So yeah, my, I'm yeah, just my, going back and replaying the, the lineup before I play the latest one. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, no. nothing wrong with that. I'm, Re- uh, revisiting the story and, and enjoying it all over again before I move on to the next chapter. Mafia 2 is even more fun. You get it, That's the 50s. So, yeah. So uh, are, you st- are, you do- are you playing story mode for now, or just? Yeah. How how far along? Um, I've killed off the other crime boss, and I'm at I'm actually up to a point now where I'm chasing after stealing a truck to get a a load of cigars. So yeah, prohibition has ended. We've killed off the um crime boss that was the opposing family and the crooked politician that was involved with him so yeah killed the killed the, the other mafia boss other don <laughs> he's playing down with a um tommy gun used a sniper rifle to shoot a politician so yeah that was fun as well hmm. is violence the only way to solve your problems in mafia it is yes <laughs> do you get to speak in the ta- do you get let me guess while you're playing the game you must have like I need to just speak Italian. So like, eh, it's my mafia. Mm, no. Okay, I know um, like the mafia would speak in that stereotypical American in- Italian 
crossover accent. I'm just imagining them with like the Mario's Pizza Parlor accent. <laughs> oh, Mamma Mia, they have a stolen a Maya pizza. <laughs> with lots of yeah, hand waving, like, of course. In, in the game, there's lots of comments like, ah, forget about it, stuff like that. But there's none of, none of the Mario times that the DJ just did. <laughs> oh, you mean like, hey, boss, so what are we doing with this? What are we doing with this, right, boss? You sound like a mole. <laughs> you you literally sound like a gangster's mole. <laughs> a gangster's pet mole. Oh my god! No, no, no. A, gang, a gangster's mole is a gangster whore. Ah. <laughs> oh man. So you know that you know you know when you see the gangster movies and they got the they got the the girls there and they they're always talking in a squeaky voice and really strange. <laughs> oh, yes. They, 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 they're called a gangster's mole. And the DJ sounds exactly like it when he starts putting on that accent. <laughs> oh, you, don't, man. you don't wear flapper dresses. and No, I don't. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> you, I was just thinking... Not on weekdays, could, he doesn't. Could, <laughs> oh, my God. You could cosplay that at um, Supernova. Oh, let's not go there, fuck. Let's not go there. Yes, no, by the time you hear this, if you have been irrevocably traumatised by the DJ's cosplay... Let us know. <laughs> well, we've got to go to Supernova. We've got tickets and all. And we've got a booth that we're going to be sitting in. On a Friday, which not many people will be coming to. I know, mate. we just got to get down on Friday. There's lots of people who will be there still. It's it's Supernova. It gets busy on... Supernova's always busy on Saturdays and Sundays. That's the big times. That's the, so those get, are the days you would get, you would go, like, yes, that's good. But we get to see the stars before they've been traumatized and harassed and ready to throttle someone. Who's coming over on Friday? Us. I I think us. Christina Ricci is there on Friday, I think. Um, for the for our listeners, uh, Supernova will be on from on. Well, we'll be on last Friday when this this episode comes out. Never man. Let's just move along, shall we? In in the words of Blackboard from Mr. Squiggle, hurry up. So, uh, Professor, you've been playing um, Fire Loan Sales. Yes, it's a, a 2D side-scrolling, well, actually, a sort of 2.5D. Uh, it's a side-scrolling game about traveling in a big steampunk land yacht. Oh, okay. Is it set in Texas? I don't think so. Okay, just think. That's I just the Lone to... Star State, not the Lone Sail State. Well, you know, it work, <laughs> and it's not as ridiculous as some of the things that DJ's been saying tonight. <laughs> <laughs> this is actually looking like it could be a lot of fun. Yeah, it's a uh, fairly relaxing. You uh, drive your your land yacht across the country, picking up new parts, and one thing I like is um, doing rolling like rolling item collections. Mm-hmm. Where uh, you drop down the front and just steamroll through a pile of fuel and scoop some of it up. Okay, I'm just looking at it, and that thing is humongous. It is. That, that that's a that's a full blown battleship. It has lots of little rooms in it, and all of the controls are in different spots, just to make it make things interesting. How customizable is the ship? Is or is it just the one? Um, I'm not a long way into it, but it isn't really uh, customizable. 
That's a shame. Like you pick up uh, upgrades and stuff, but I haven't seen anywhere to change how it looks. That's a shame. Because it looks pretty cool, but I was just I always like to be add add my own little touches. Yeah. Like in Guns of Icarus, like I've gotten to do colours on the the ships and the logo and all that sort of stuff, or the emblem, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Might have to check this out at some point. Yeah, it's a nice, um, gentle game. I might have to play this after playing Mafia. To relax. Yes, to stop all the violent anger. The DJ's gone quiet. What's going on, DJ? You're the you're the host. Oh, I, I'm I'm just I'm just listening in awe at you two talking about. You're listening, <laughs> listening in awe. Okay. So um, I've been playing um, Guns of Icarus, and oh, it, it's fun. It's just really fun to play. Ever since um, we we had our Saturday night games, it's just been really fun to play with. Mm. But I will say this: my my favorite ship to to go on is the Squid. You like the Squid? Yeah. You weirdo. Nobody I know likes the Squid. Oh, like and the... Guns of Icarus. Yeah. I like I like the Crusader. I do. It's a little bit know. more easily to use. I like the Mobula. As long as you don't let them get behind you, you can take anything out. Wait, the modular wasn't that the first Mob- ship you flew? The modular wasn't that the first ship that you flew? Yeah, yeah. In the in the Saturday night's game tonight, and then he ran away and left us on our own. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the thing I was using it for, but it is amazing if you don't let them get behind you, or you're playing a game of multiple ships, which we couldn't because half of our guests stuck out. Oh, that was it was hilarious just watching you guys just arguing along the way. <laughs> well, you guys refuse to accept my status as the greatest captain. <laughs> well Great. we we accepted you as captain. You just weren't really doing anything. Ooh. <laughs> so we had to have a junta and take control. I won't say mutiny because I wasn't a mutiny because you just away. You went at you went at the controls. Because I was scared of you mutinying. <laughs> we can't hurt you in the game. No, but you know where I live. <laughs> Actually, I don't. I could. Uh, 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 I've been playing as the mafia. <laughs> we know where everybody. Oh man. Anyways, guys. Uh, uh, anyways, guys. Let's uh, move on, move along. So we've got some shout-outs for this week. A really? lot of shout. <gasps> No, we don't, do we? Yeah, in the form of famous birthdays and events of interest. Oh, my God. (laughs) Wonders uh, never cease. (laughs) All right, so this is our famous birthdays first. So on the 6th of November, 1946, Sally Field, American actress, famous for her appearances in Forrest Gump, Gidget, Flying Nun, born in Pasadena, California. She was also famous in Mrs. Doubtfire and Lincoln, mm-hmm. as in Lincoln, Abraham Lincoln, the movie. Sixth uh, of November, nineteen forty-eight. Glenn Frey, uh, American rock vocalist, uh, one of the founding members of the Eagles, um, famous for the song "Take It Easy," and "Hotel California" and other famous songs. Uh, born in Detroit, Michigan. Uh, 6th of November, 1988. Emma Stone, American actress who has been the recipient of such accolades. Hang on, such hang, as on hang on. 88. 88, what? yes. I, I, is that 88? Yes, 88. Oh, I was trying to work what 88 was. Ah, Sorry. 88. 
Uh, American Award. So Emma Stone's been given accolades such as an American Academy Award, a BAFTA Award, and a Golden Globe Award. She was the highest paid actress in the world uh, in 2017. She appeared in Forbes Celebrity 100 in 2013, and in 2017, she was featured by Time as one of, as one of the hundred most influential people in the world. What Born in Scotland. In? Pun. What movies has she appeared in? Uh, La La Land, the Amazing Spider-Man series. This is uh, the Andrew Garfield edition, by the way. Uh-huh. Uh, she was also in The Help. And Superbad. Oh, yes. Beautiful movies they were. So she was born in Scottsdale, Arizona. Mm-hmm. Uh, 7th of November 19... Uh, uh, sorry. 7th of November 1728. Captain James Cook was a British explorer, navigator, cartographer, and captain in the Royal Navy. Uh, uh, sorry, sorry, no. He was a lieutenant in Lute- the Royal Navy. He was Lute- captain of the ship, but his rank was that of lieutenant. I, I'm, yeah, I, uh, I mean, this will be this will be a big long debate, but no, it's it's actually a fact. When you can, if you Google him, you for um, James Cook discovered. What rank was James Cook when he left England to discover Australia? He was a lieutenant. My dad is one of is a massive fan. He loves a lot of that his that history, and he's one of those bones of contention that always comes up. He was captain of the ship, but he was Lieutenant James Cook, and that's and that's the reason why the ship he had was not a ship of the line. He was. He was given a rundown old beat up ship because it was cheap enough. For him. It suited his purposes for what he wanted, but they didn't cost very much money in the scheme of things. So yeah, you're right. It was it, well the first voyage of James Cook. It says that this was commissioned by King George the Third and commanded by Lieutenant James Cook. So, okay. so you're right, Lieutenant, Lieutenant. Lieutenant, not lieutenant. He was English, not American. But he, it, I blame the French. <laughs> not even the French say lieutenant. It's the Americans that say lieutenant. Yeah, but that's why it's so messed up because the French can't pronounce, can't spell properly. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, but here's the thing, guys, with James Cook, he's like Ned. He's he's polarized nowadays, like Ned Kelly. Like one group of people think he's a hero, one group of people thinks he's a villain, and. Well, I know. he didn't actually do anything wrong. He just he just discovered the place. He got eaten by Hawaiians. <laughs> he, got, he, he got beaten by Hawaiians. He was the original Hawaiian pizza. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm pretty sure they had pineapple on that one. <laughs> but pineapple on pizza, yes or no? Depends on the pizza. DJ? Or yes, yay. Um, now, when you Good say people. it might like... My qualification here, um, are we talking proper traditional pizza or American pizza? Oh, my God. We, no, 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 let's, just move, let's just move oh, that's, on, guys. That's an, American, <laughs> that's an American pizza. I've had proper pizza in Italy, and it's nothing like your Domino's. Let's just move on, guys. So as, uh, as I was saying, so Cook made detailed maps of Newfoundland, Newfoundland um, mm. prior to making three... 
three voyages to the Pacific Ocean, during which he achieved the first recorded European contact with the eastern coastline of Australia and the Hawaiian Islands, and the first recorded circumnavigation of New Zealand. So it's him to blame for discovering New Zealand and the Kiwis escaping. (laughs) All right, so 7th of November, 1867, Marie Curie. Polish-French scientist who developed, who discovered um, radium and the first woman to win a Nobel Nobel Prize twice. Prize. Twice? I, is, it, is it twice? Yeah. You said thrice. Well, it doesn't matter because if she did win a no, three Nobel Prizes, then she's both the first woman to win two and three then, right? <laughs> All right. Anyway, so born in Warsaw, Poland. So. Yeah. And Sheldon's pinup girl. Oh, yes. Sheldon's. I thought Sheldon's pin um pinup was um Dr. Feinstein. A, I'd ask who you guys have as your uh, scientist pinup girl, but I don't think I really want to know what the DJ's gonna say. Well Feynman was actually Feynman, yeah, that's Feynman. Feynman. Dr. Richard. That was a guy. And that was that's everyone liked Feynman because he was a rock star. Except for the guy whose safe you broke into. Yes. <laughs> Okay, uh, my okay. So, who's yours, Buck? My favorite scientist would have to be Stephen Hawking, and it's a it's a toss up between Hawking and Einstein because they were both so brilliant at what they did, but they was they still ha- were having fun. They weren't up themselves like you get with some of the other scientists. Yeah, yeah. Like Einstein's got that the photo there where he's pulling faces at the photographer, which are famous now. Um, so, it, so yeah, they've both got a history of practical jokes and all that sort of stuff, as well as just brilliant science. Nice, nice. Um, mine would be Sir Isaac Newton, <coughs> plain and simple. Sir Isaac Newton, he's the guy who uh, founded the laws of gravity. Well, no, founded no, no, not founded. Because up until uh, then, they weren't a law. He just sort of bobbed around everywhere you wanted to go. <laughs> but um, yeah, he, he, so he's a. He formulated the laws of gravity, the, the-, the theory of the laws of gravity. Which, remember, if you believe evolution isn't real because it's just a theory, so is gravity. So you can just float the f off <laughs> of this flat planet. <laughs> <laughs> and we're not actually we're not actually Australians, uh, according to the flat Earth theories. We're not we're actually actors from America or Europe. No, you see, <laughs> we're the lizard people. Guys, guys, I got even I got even better. We're the penguin oh. people. Shh, shh, shh. You're not supposed to mention the penguin overlords. Gave it all away again. You you're you're up for um the next person's birthday. He's gonna come and find you. <laughs> if you can find me that is if he can find me, that is. Don't worry, we'll tell him where you live. <laughs> sure, he will. Uh, okay, so 8th of November. Hey, you haven't asked me who my favourite scientist is. I, mean, I, I was know. assuming uh, Stephen Hawking, but <laughs> go no, right ahead. Oh. I'll pick one who you guys haven't mentioned. Margaret Hamilton, who, I, I was uh, designed the, um, who designed the the software for the Apollo program. Oh, yeah. I, I, I was actually kind of expecting that. If if we're going inventors, would have mine would have to be um ah, crikey, I've just completely forgotten the name. I was thinking of it just a second ago. Um 
she's credited with being one of the major forces for behind Bluetooth, and she was an actress and helped develop radio technology, like modulating radio technology during um, World War Two. You um, mean um, Hedy Lamar? That's it. Oh yes. I've, ran- I've ranted on about her before. Pretty you sure, have. So, yeah. But she- we better not wrap because we're actually quite a bit over time tonight. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. we better uh, move you on. Keep us moving, yeah, we better. Yep. Yeah. So next birthday. Yes. Next birthday is um, and if so, eighth of November. Old star, which is, which is inter- interesting for this guy is old style is 29th of October. 1656, um, Edmund Haley, uh, English. Hmm? You missed someone. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Thank you. Thank you. 1431, Vlad III, also known as Vlad the Impaler, or Vlad Dracul. He wants to suck your blood. No, 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 no. He just wanted to stick a big pole up your bum. That too. And I don't mean that in a pleasant way. Relation Prince born in Sayasura. Transylvania, Romania. Yes. You've been practicing all week for that, haven't you? <laughs> no. I just read a lot about him and seen a couple of documentaries. Oh, good, good, good. Uh, very terrible dictator, but tough. No, he wasn't. But... He was a very strong prince who looked after his people. And... He stopped the Mongols killing everyone in his country. No, no, it was the Turks. The Turks, are. He, he was, He was just... He was no more brutal than anyone else in the, at that era. As he was just better at what he did. His method of scaring the Turks off was to stick a bunch of people in sticks and hang them up in in the path of the approaching army. And it was done while they were alive too. Yep. And the sticks are well lubricated, so you just keep sliding to yeah. a point. It's lubricated, and then you just stay there. Yeah. Then your blood lubricates it. Yeah, you pop you're the blood out by that point. Hopefully. Anyways, guys. So, all right. So, I've spoken about Edmund Hillary. So, uh, um, and Haley. It, well, you started to mention. You him. said his name. Edmund An Haley, mathematician and astronomer, who the name for Haley's comet was born in Haggerston, Middlesex. And talking about Dracula, eighth of November, eighteen forty-seven. Interesting birthdays on the same day. And Bram Stoker wrote Dracula. Although, are they though? Because as uh, the DJs noted, uh, Edmund Haley in the old style calendar was born on the 29th of October. So um, are we using the same calendar for Bram Stoker and Vlad? Um, it's, list, it's listed as the same date. It's not saying old old style. So, yeah. um, it's just Edmund Haley. I just found it, it just said like old style for him only. So... I don't know research it, but we're out of time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Interesting point there. Bram Stoker was born on the same day, just a couple of centuries difference to Dracula. Hmm. Did you ever like this movie? I haven't he never seen made it. a movie. I've read his book and I thought that was brilliant. Did you guys see so you guys haven't seen Bram Stoker's Dracula? I've seen I've seen the movie, but that's not his movie. That's based on his book. Oh, I thought I basically said his he movie. Didn't, yeah. Well, Right, so Bram Stoker wrote a script for a technology that wouldn't be invented for decades. (laughs) (laughs) He was born in 1847, died in 1912. So, you know, just as theatre was starting, like... As motion pictures were being discovered and going beyond flickering pictures. 
<sighs> I don't think he wrote a movie, DJ. Oh, hang on, no, no. Well, he he could be Dracula. <laughs> it could it could have been an autobiography. Vlad could be Bran. Oh, but anyway, so we've got uh, events of interest, guys. So. Uh, 30th of October, 1961, Sabomba was tested over the... Sabomba. Tested over the Mitsushika? Bless you. Thank you. (laughs) Mitsushika. Mitsushika. Bay nuclear testing range north of the Arctic Circle over the Novaya Zemlya Archipelago in the Arctic Ocean. The bomb was the most powerful nuclear weapon ever ever created. It also remains the most powerful explosive ever detonated. And the important thing is, it was fifty megatons. They cut it in like they were gonna do a hundred megatons, but then they were like, "There is no way we can possibly do this safely." <laughs> like, even the fifty megaton version crashed the uh, the bomber. Oh mm-hmm. man! <laughs> but yet the Americans have three hundred kiloton bombs that they want to threaten the world. Yep. Oh, 300 kiloton or megatons? Megatons. It's going to be a nice firework when that goes off. (laughs) And what's what's the... um, The Russians have got one that's even bigger, that that it is actually called a world destroyer. Oh, that would be funny if if, if we get a Russian uh, saying that we don't have a Russian... We don't have a Russian destroyer. What are you on about? Well... Planet, planet killer or world killer? Um, yeah, no, they do actually have a bomb. That's unsettling. Doomsday device. Uh, while he uh, finds the, uh, while he finds you, you got, the, you uh, can... yeah, while he finds ah, the. Here uh, we go. The RS twenty eight Sarmat. It's a, it's called a super nuke. Also dubbed Satan two. 2,000 times stronger than the bombs dropped on Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Oh, man. Capable of destroying a country the size of France or Texas. I'd ask if you guys want to dig a bunker with me just in case, but I really don't want to be trapped for the rest of my life with the DJ. I'd, I'd, <laughs> I'd take my moving. chances with the fallout. I would, I'd move to um, <coughs> Mars. Uh, so that's one heck of a bomb. But uh, moving hey, along. The big news is... We can move to Mars and have androids, and the DJ will get stuck here because he's a special. Yes. Anyways, moving along. Uh, 5th, of the, 5th of November, 1605. The gunpowder plot of 1605. In earlier centuries, often called the gunpowder treason or mm-hmm. the Jesuit uh, treason, was a failed assassination attempt against King James I by a group of pro- provincial English Catholics led by Robert Catsby. Yes, remember... Um- Remember, remember the 5th of November, the day that a Roman Catholic shill answering to a transvestite in Rome tried to kill the English Parliament, and he failed. Wasn't there a... Isn't this the, isn't this the day that uh, made Guy Fawkes famous? Um, well, that's who it is. It's Guy Fawkes. And they yeah. still burn effigies of him in England. Sometimes yeah. I just can't respond. Yeah, I know. Uh, anyways, it, 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 it is literally Guy. It, they call it Guy Fawkes night because Guy Fawkes was the guy who was doing it. No, but then they were saying like, but then even though he, okay, yes, he did the whole thing, but 
wouldn't it normally be wouldn't it be called Robert Catsby Day then? Like he was the guy that the whole that that's the mastermind behind it. But Guy Fawkes was the one they caught in the basement with the bomb. Uh, barrels of with the barrels of gunpowder under Parliament House, whatever it was. Yeah. 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 Robert Catsby wasn't discovered until much later. He would have faced um death at Traitor's Gate. Yeah. Which is where they chain you to the wall and let the high tide drown you slowly. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, okay, moving along. So, 6th of November 1935, first flight of the Hawker Hurricane, a British single-seat fighter aircraft of the 1930s and 40s that was designed and predominant, predominantly built by Hawker Aircraft Limited for service with the Royal Air Force. Um, it was overshadowed in the public consciousness by the Supermarine Spitfire's role during the Battle of Britain in 1940. But the hurricane actually inflicted 60% of the losses sustained by the Luftwaffe in the uh, engagement. And it yep. went on to fly, to fight in all the major theatres of the Second World War. It started as a single-seater, but they modified it to be a have a second seat for a gunner in the back, or a second seat in the back, predominantly for a gunner, but also for spike, spike flight. So... Because it had a lot, it was a lot heavier aircraft, but it had a lot more range and a lot more speed. So yeah, they that was the the first spy plane that was designated as a spy plane as well. Nice, nice. But yeah, uh, you used to have a gunner mounted in the back to so they had the pilot at the front and a guy at the back. Okay. All right. Seventh uh, of November, eighteen sixty-one, the first Melbourne Cup, Australia's most well-known annual thoroughbred horse race. It is. A- a 3,200-meter race conducted by the Victoria Racing Club on the Flemington Racecourse in Melbourne, Victoria, as part of the Melbourne Spring Racing Carnival. It is the richest two-mile handicap in the world and one of the richest turf races. The event starts at 3 p.m. on the first Tuesday in November, and it is known locally as the race that stops a nation, or as I like to say, the drinking contest that stops a nation. No. Because that's every sporting event. Pretty much. Uh, do you guys win any money for this year's Melbourne? Nope. No. Nothing? Um, I actually don't like the horse racing, especially and this this year they had to put someone a horse down. So They've done that last year as well. Yeah. I want, to sh- I want them to shoot the jockeys. <laughs> I reckon they should have a race with the jockeys where someone runs on behind them, whipping them. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care you how fast those... You know you a green piece, Bucky? I'm not part of Greenpeace. I just don't like seeing animals being abused and mistreated. And yeah, there's so many stories you hear coming out of the racing industry about different things they get up to where they mistreat the horses. The horses are more yeah. intelligent than the people riding them. Yeah, yeah. And I don't care how fast those little blighters can run. I'll keep up with them with a whip and make them run faster. You've got the advantage <laughs> of having longer legs. Yeah, but I'm also pretty fat and unfit. But yeah, I'll keep up with them for that. We can work on that. We'll have an good. intensive training program to pe- prepare you for jockey hunting. That'd be hey, that's a sport I could get involved in. That reminds me of an episode of The Goodies. <laughs> the most dangerous uh, but, game, uh, but only if you insult them about their height. <laughs> Although this is this is um Melbourne Cup was also interesting in terms of uh the first British horse to British trained horse to win the Melbourne Cup this year. Owned by uh um Sheik. Been twenty or thirty years that he's been trying to win the Melbourne Cup as well. Yeah, um, yes. 
I like the I liked watching the horses run. I just don't like the the whipping. Yeah, they they never it's it's never it's never a present pleasant sight when they do the whips when they whip the horses into gear. To give, uh, but... give you guys some context, my dad used to be a drover. And my mum loves Clydesdales, so I've grown up with horses around me. So I generally prefer horses to most people. Mm. Anyways, um, so our last um event historical event of interest would be uh, 7th of November 1908. Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid was supposedly killed in a shootout with police in San, San Vicente, Bolivia. The exact, circ- the exact circumstances of their fate continues to be disputed. And man, that was a f- that was an in- that was a interesting ending to it. Well, getting uh, killed in an overwhelming fight with the army. No, as in uh, their fate is fate is yet still being disputed. Of course, because they snuck away with JFK and Harold Holt <laughs> to go and hang out with Elvis. <laughs> Shout uh-huh. out for the other TNC podcast, Elvis Lives. <laughs> Buck, yep. you got anything? About what? Uh, Butch Cassidy, Sundance Kid. Uh, there's a lot of conjecture about um, how much of it was fact and how much of it was fiction. Most of it was fiction. Maybe they found track. Only, only, only part of it that could be classified as being a fact was there was someone who was known by the name of, had the alias of Butch Cassidy. Maybe they found Dracula. Maybe they found, uh, maybe they met Dracula. And he's living, and they're living amongst us uh-huh. as vampires. <laughs> if you say so. Uh, anyways, guys, that's it for another episode of uh, Nerds Amalgamated. Uh, you can vi- you can visit us uh, at the That's Not Canon Productions website and listen to our old podcast episodes. Um, feel free to leave a comment, and maybe you can buy yourself some cool Nerds Amalgamated merchandise. Uh, you can v- email us your feedback at our email address at nerdsamalgamated at gmail.com. Uh, find us on Facebook. Uh, we also have our Twitter, which is at namalgamated. Uh, you can find us on Spotify, iTunes, and Stitcher. Um, all the stuff we've been talking about will be linked on the show notes below. Um, and so from us, hope to see you soon. See you guys. See you next week. Hooroo. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.